0: summer camp welcome 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 everybody to this one time at summer camp i am one of your hosts john davidson i've got with me jeff thompson fun fact about jeff thompson he has two kids both of them named after pokemon (laughs) from the 90s um and i've also got with me aaron Colwick. Uh, fun fact about Aaron Colwick the guitar that you see in the background signed by the Dora the Explorer and uh, yeah this is that one time at summer camp today that's just us lovely three folks here Um, our get to know you question if you could meet any cartoon character see how I wove that in there any cartoon character from your childhood and spend a day with them, who would it be
1: oh easy I've got it I, just, I, would, go
0: then. I would
1: spend the day with my childhood hero Michelangelo the teenage mutant ninja turtle oh, Good choice. because he's, he's the party dude and that just sounds sounds like a ton of fun he would take me like on all the cool sites like he would, might be the one that's like a little irresponsible with the with the day of like nah you want to be a ninja for a day you want to go like tackle some foot soldiers let's go let's go do it let's go do it <laughs> whereas like any of the other ones would probably be like nah that's too dangerous that <laughs> nah, hands down that'd be amazing you
0: all see right who you are Jeff. or yeah who are you always <laughs> this is the second
1: news. week in a row i who got so excited you? about the potential of meeting michelangelo that'd be amazing <laughs> um my name is aaron Colwick. Uh, I'm a former program director for Briarwood Retreat Center and Bishop Stoney Camp and Conference Center, Um, currently working at a couple of churches, and I am happy to be here. Thanks for reminding me, Jeff.
2: Speaking of Jeff, Jeff, I am Jeff. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm the current program director at Lutherdale, Wisconsin. I also work at Sugar Creek in Wisconsin. And funny, Wisconsin. (laughs) Oh, okay. You know. The greatest like state. Said
0: Ohio.
2: <laughs> no, that's Iowa, John. Come on.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, mm. oh yeah. That's right.
2: that's um, right. Yeah, it's funny that John mentioned that I named my kids after Pokemon because if I could spend, a, was it a day with any character? Is that what this was? Yeah, I a day. A day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be Ash Ketchum, hands down. Pokemon <laughs> was my favorite like game growing up, show growing up, and I've always wanted Pokemon to be real because I think that'd be super legit.
1: Um, Why wouldn't you hang out with a Pokemon? You're just hanging out with because the dude Ash who has with
2: all the Pokemon. Like if you hang out with him, do you know how many he po- Pokemon he's caught? Like probably hundred of them. No, I've heard he's,
0: he has got, he's got he's them all. Caught them all.
2: He did. The but Dragon dude, he One. Could, like, the Bold
0: One. Throw already Pokemon he wants. He caught them all.
2: Who are you, uh, Mr. Man, oh. talking with
1: this beautiful face? Oh, look at that glorious handlebar. Oh. No, that's a horseshoe, not a handlebar. I'm sorry.
0: Hello, everyone. I am John (laughs) Davidson. I am the former program director at Lutherite Bible Camp in the beautiful state of Idaho. Uh, Just believe me. Don't come here. Um, (laughs) Yes, that is my mustache from 2013. Oh, man. I look so good. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Bring it back, John. Bring it back.
0: Uh, I am currently working as a associate for a home improvement store. Oh my gosh, one more clue into the... No oh, way! Oh, oh, oh.
1: The mystery's <laughs> unraveling.
0: You get, you, you get that reference? We were it's talking for, about it's 90s for, characters. It's for
1: Spinford Tools? Is that what you you work for?
0: Yeah. Um, another 90s reference there. Uh, the one... Ooh, the one character that i would spend my day with would be batman from the 90s
1: oh that's a good
0: like answer the the super slimmed out but like you know about has, the
1: anime you know about like he, kevin conroy in the animated series
0: yeah 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 he has shoulders clear up to his ears yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the batman. Dude, that's,
1: that, batman that's like the definitive Batman because like Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill is the Joker, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Like, that's it's the best.
0: Right. Yeah. Save the best for last. All right. Thank you both for sharing with us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to Aaron Sweet. with our hack. Oh, there you go. Uh, our hack for
1: this week is very simple. Uh, this is for all of you... Um, Program directors out there, or people having to run and manage your staff. Um, I know this summer obviously looks different than any other summer you've run, but this is just something to keep in your back pocket. Something we started um, pretty late into my outdoor ministry's career, but it was it saved a lot of grief. Um, I don't know how many of what your camp is like and what your weekend life is like with for your counselors and their time off. Um, hashtag last week's podcast. Uh, but... Oh. The One of the things that we would do um to kind of make sure, especially if you have staff that are going to go do different things and manage that, is we would basically put up a whiteboard and be like, okay, what are people's plans this weekend if you want to share that? Um And so it will be like, this one person might be like, dude, I've been jonesing for sushi all week, so I'm going to go to this sushi restaurant. Anybody is welcome to come. If nobody comes, that's okay. I'm going to go get sushi. <laughs> and somebody else is like, cool, I hate seafood. I'm going to go get steak if anybody wants to get steak with me. And it would be one of those things. And it's and we would tell people, like, you don't have to make your plans public. Like, if you and two of the people that you've gotten really close with here at camp are planning on going to do something, then go do that. But you don't need to also, like, be like, nah, we're ditching you guys. We're going to go hang out together. Like, kind of keep it to yourself and be courteous of that. And at the same time, don't pressure people to come. The other reason we did that is because we we hired international counselors – and so that way they have a broad idea of what's happening that weekend because they, they don't have a vehicle and they don't know the area and they don't really know anybody except those counselors. And so it kind of opened the avenue up for them. And I tell you what, when we started that, it it made it so much easier to figure out weekend stuff and a lot less feelings were heard of like, well, oh, I didn't know we were going out to dinner. Up, yeah. So mm-hmm. there you go.
2: Um, I, I have a question with that. So a few weeks back we had uh, Courtney on and – Courtney mm-hmm. tells a great story about, um, we'll yeah. call him Logan, um, yeah. and how they uh, had their camp goggle summer fling. So and true. I'm just, I'm making an assumption here, but I bet those two never wrote their names on the whiteboard. Like, they always had their own plans.
1: I, I got to tell you, I had not started this. No, you, you that could summer. throw them under the bus. They didn't write their name on the board. No, that, okay, no. There was no board to write their name on, but I will say, so they did. That was that was a summer that, like, it was a smaller staff and so pretty much like every weekend everybody did everything kind of they like they all went to walmart they all went to go get lunch uh, they, oh. they all came, they all came back to camp and did bible study together i assume they all I walked in yeah. the woods
2: and professed their love yeah. for one another uh, yeah yeah, they
1: all did <laughs> oh logan why oh
0: no <laughs> uh. that that's a great hack i always had i we also had a a very small staff at luther heights and so when five or six people got together and said yeah we're gonna go into town and have sushi which was totally a thing um Mm -hmm. that left like four people back at camp
1: yeah
0: you know and so it, it was much easier for it to kind of yeah, for people's feelings to get hurt and for people to feel left out.
1: Well, and then uh, there's so things I think that like would work out great. Yeah, one of the big ones that would happen was like we when movies come out in the summer. You have all your summer blockbusters, and mm-hmm. I remember like, mm-hmm. like all the Marvel movies would come out. Like Guardians Two came out, and they were like, "Yeah, uh, we're gonna go watch." Like I was, and what I would do is like, I know people are gonna go to watch the latest Marvel movie, so I would say like, "Hey, we're gonna go. The plan is to go tomorrow afternoon. If you want to go, text me." pay me and i'll buy all the tickets and i would i would basically do like if the tickets were 10 bucks i'd charge them like seven bucks right and help them out a little bit because you know by they're poor and so i would do that and, th- and that was a great bonding experience for them yeah. poor and relative of what we pay them <laughs> <laughs> right cool
0: i don't so, know i gave my my staff uh, diamond earrings <laughs> each week as a paycheck so. i
1: don't we don't have that potatoes money What
2: is that you're pouring in there?
0: One of my one of my favorite donors up at camp brings a truckload of sacks of potatoes (laughs) to camp. I knew it! Those are the potatoes that we eat all summer long.
1: So good. The
0: best best, oh, and they're so good. Like potato alley here in in Idaho. (laughs)
1: I found out. I found out uh, last week. You are not, however, the biggest producer of potatoes in the country. You liar. It's it's Iowa. Fake news. It's real. (laughs) I looked it up. It's real. I couldn't believe it. I doubted uh, somebody, and they were like, no, no. And I was like, I don't know. My friend John tells me, like, idaho potatoes rule the world over here it's like ah, they wish they had our numbers and i looked it up and john you're you're you're, you're state slacking man
0: quantity you... never outdoes quality <laughs> <laughs> just oh. saying oh man no Anyways. okay so funny, funny story on top of that and then we'll get back on track here <laughs> I was like, I'm getting out of here when I was in high school. I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to worry about this place anymore. I'm going to go to school in Maine. So I picked this way out there school in Maine and I show up there and they are the number one potato producer (laughs) in the whole Northeast in that county.
1: (laughs) You can take the... Idaho, the guy, the potato out you of Idaho. Oh
0: yeah, the potato, but you can't take the potato out of the boy. Goodness! <laughs> oh goodness! Well, thanks for that, <laughs> You're welcome. I don't
1: know how we got here.
0: From hacks to potatoes. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be yeah. our book that comes out later. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff. I believe you have a tale to tell us
2: that I do uh yeah so um this is a story from a program director perspective so uh, if you're a cabin leader camp counselor listening you might not have as much input on this but uh, most program directors you can probably relate to this so I'm gonna set the scene a little bit um we had a group of campers come one summer and um they're from they're campers from inner city life um and we are our camp is not based there it's just a different population and um like they have a different they have a different culture they have a different way of interacting with each other and expressing themselves and we know that and we see that and respect that um so we had this group of kids on site and um during the week they were here the first time they were here um, there ended up being a fight breakout between them, like fists thrown at each other in the middle, right at the end of worship. And we had to break that up. But In the middle we... of worship? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: Man, what were you preaching on that day?
2: What
1: difference of a song lyric were they <laughs> No. No. Um, what it ended up
0: being chugga, is... Chugga, 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 chugga.
1: <laughs> it's only One... three chuggas
2: uh one of the boys for them like their names and their reputation were really important and for one of them another boy was speaking bad about his name and he just wasn't having it so he they got in a fight um and i i was talking with one of the boys like he just walked off by himself so i just walked after him just to see what he's doing i talked to him for a while just trying to help calm him down um but i want to say this was like tuesday night and they were here till friday um but all week we like were trying to work with them and they were just swearing at each other. They were getting physical with each other. There was no more fights, but like it was just a tense week. Um at the end of that, my staff members that worked with it, like they were drained, they were exhausted. Um and this church, their youth director was at camp, but he he's a great youth director, but he shows a lot of grace and forgiveness, and he doesn't really lay down the hammer when you need to. Um so he was just trying to like. Next time you're going home, that kind of attitude, well, but it was always next time you're going home, next time you're going home. Yeah. So um, this happened one summer, and then the following year, uh, the group came back. And they came back, and we kind of knew about them already because we had had them once. We knew who they were. The two boys that got in the fight did not come back. Um, we did not. The youth director said, you guys can't come back to camp for one year. You have to take a year off. Um, well. So the rest of the boys, there are nine of them. um, They got split up into two different cabins and by kind of like the two friend groups because we just didn't, we knew like the older boys and the younger boys kind of had some tension with each other. So we separated them into two different cabins and um, the first night they get here, like, you can tell they're excited to be at camp and all of that. And they're a little rowdy. They're not really listening to directions. They're talking during worship and things like that. There's some swearing and some things like that. But it's not horrible at this point in time. Um, I was hanging out with them during some field time. And they are playing basketball. Like, they were great. They were just having a blast. And um, everything's fine and dandy. So the next morning, I wake up and I have a text message for one of my staff. And he says, the police showed up at 6 a.m. Ah! Because someone called nine one one. Oh no! And this is about seven thirty when I saw my phone. Um, <sighs> I didn't see it right away when I got up, and I was like, "Well, I'm going in for breakfast soon, so I'm just going to talk to him then." So I go in and talk to him, and he explains: um, the police showed up at this cabin. They traced the call. No one talked to them. They just got a call. They, they traced the- it. Yep, they traced it. They had the phone number. They gave it to us. Um, mm-hmm. And where they went was the cabin of half of these boys. Um, I should also add this so half of them they were split in two groups this summer half of them the counselor they had was their same counselor from the year before (laughs) so he was kind of having like a little PTSD having to work with this group again (laughs) they like traumatized him and all that which I get that's very valid they were a difficult group Um, Uh, so the police showed up at 6 o'clock 5.40 and then they knocked on the door and he went and found another staff who texted me um, so I went and found this cabin leader in the morning and I was like, Hey, tell me what's going on. Like what happened last night? And he said that the boys were up. Um, he couldn't get them to bed. They would to go to sleep at about 3am. He woke up and they were running around the cabin. And then at 540, he woke up to a police knocking on his door. They were still up. And then he said at about seven 30, he woke up to campers dumping water on him and waking him up in his bed. So his whole bed is soaked. His pillow sleeping bag, everything is soaked.
0: This is not funny.
2: No, it's I'm not. laughing. It's
1: so <laughs>
2: oh, This is the same youth director that You can't um, say it's
1: not funny while I'm laughing. That's just rude. <laughs> no. Um so this is all like I'm
2: hearing all this at breakfast. And um I'd interacted with the group, so I kind of knew a little bit about these kids. He had uh, five boys in his cabin. I knew all of their names, and so, like I I knew who kind of was doing what. Um and this was a youth director that uh, was just kind of like next time you're going home and very, he wanted them to be at camp and he wanted them to be there and did not want to like reprimand them for anything. So I'm going to leave it there. That's I what's it. happened. Um, we'll kind of recap it a little bit. Okay. Boys from a year before with a history of being violent and being physical have come back. They, someone in the cabin called nine one one in the middle of the night when they're not supposed to have phones. They were up all night goofing around, and they dumped water on the cabin leader. One other thing is they were also threatening to beat up another boy to steal some of his snacks he had brought. I forgot to mention that. So, all of they've the been swearing. Uh, this group of five boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been swearing and kind of cussing each other out. They've been getting physical, like pushing and shoving each other in front of oh. other campers, too. So what would you do?
0: I th- Go ahead, okay. John. Yeah, so I am a complete believer that everybody has a place at camp. But sometimes I also believe that their time and their place at camp is not right now. And in similar situations that I've had in the past, I, you know, there's also grace I love to give second chances, but when it comes down to, I mean, these these kids are disrupting the flow of the program. They're disrupting um, everybody else's opportunity. It, a lot of it also comes down to it, we are a business in some sense that, you know, we do have people paying to be here that want to be here how do we navigate those waters and that can be really tough um i think in in for me it would be you know give them a couple chances because we also know their background we've seen them before Uh, we know that life hasn't been completely fair to everybody and that that's another great thing about camp we get them all on a fairly level playing field and we can, you know, we can grow from there. But at some point it's gotta be that kid's choice to be there. And I think with that, I would bring it around on them and say, I really want you here. I think that you uh, could have a lot of fun. I think you can make a lot of great friends, but you have to want to be here and your actions are not showing me that you want to be here. I think we talked a little bit about this um, last week with staff members yeah. and, um, you know, it's got to be your choice to be here. So I, I would have that conversation with them and if if things continue down the path that we didn't want them to, then your time at camp right now has ended and uh, we really hope to see you back But hopefully yeah. that a good you know strong conversation and you know meeting on their level would be would be good.
2: John, that was a good answer, Eric. Yeah, what would you? I was you gonna do? say
1: it's it's very similar to what John said to be honest because I don't feel like there's um, I I, <laughs> I hate to give like a silly answer to this of like I just <laughs> send them back and like I don't like just because like it's such a good teaching moment and such mm-hmm. I don't know like a serious thing um, so I, I kind of want to go with what John said almost verbatim the one thing I would want to add is before I, I I, like basically like if you're he- hearing about all this in the morning and you learn about all that I would go grab that youth director and be like hey if after breakfast or like during breakfast can I do you mind if you and I have some one on one I just need to talk to you mm-hmm. And basically communicating that like the same thing you said, John, you want the kids there because you know that we know that camp is a place that they can grow and that this is a place to lay it all out on the table and become a better person. Like if they're that's one of the best places to do that, but they have to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And if all they're looking for is to make others experiences worse, we can't abide that. Um, because this isn't their camp, it's our camp and we have to be respectful of that. So I'm all for that serious talk of, you know, and telling the youth director, like, this is, I'm not necessarily giving a warning, but like, I'm telling you, like, they, they've got one more shot
0: mm-hmm.
1: and basically the next major infraction that they've got to go. Um, and that's for anybody if it's all five it's all five if it's two of them it's two of them but whatever it's going to be and you kind of have to lay the hammer down on that and i think by telling the youth director a there you would hope there's a sense of obligation of like man i need to make sure my kids have this great time because i'm their youth minister and that's one of my responsibilities but b they have a familiar a more familiar face to say guys, we've talked about this. You can't act this way. And who knows the other infractions that may have occurred in other places, right? Yeah. He's like, you want to get kicked out like you got kicked out of, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Um, but John, I think yeah. you've said it very well and you phrased it well. I think grace in this moments are huge and such an amazing teaching moment. Um, yeah, that's that's a really hard call though because you don't want to ruin other people's experience or even like your counselor's. Mm -hmm. experience right like it's their job to go through these tough times but they also want you to feel like you're there to support them and have their back instead of being like man
0: tough noogies good luck buck up camper drink some more water
2: (laughs) yeah um yeah i appreciate you guys' responses so um before i say what happened i will preface it that um i still wonder if we made the right call on what we ended up doing um because like you said this is a really difficult situation and there's not really like a perfect answer or anything. That's what I want to yeah. talk about it because we can be vulnerable and say like, I don't know if we made the right choice or not. Right. Um, so after breakfast, I, um, I talked to staff that were involved in the situation. Um, I guess I forgot to mention this, that we had their cabin leader had talked to them that night about their behavior. Another cabin leader had come over and talked to them because they are being disruptive and interrupting another cabin as they're trying to sleep and my program assistant went and talked to them as well about their behavior. So they had three yeah, different hey. people all before bedtime, like talk to them about their behavior and their language and their actions towards each other and other campers. Right. Um, so I talked to the youth director and I um, explained to him the whole situation, what had happened. And he said, he asked me, do you want me to send them home? Like that was the first thing he said. And he. Um, the, youth,
1: the youth director said that? Yep. That's good.
2: And he explained, he's like, this year, he's like, I know I was a little relaxed last year, and I gave them probably more grace than they deserved. He said, this year, I told him before we got here, it's a no tolerance. like, you're already at three strikes. Any mistake, Mm -hmm. and you're going home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I talked to my executive director about it, and he asked me the same thing. And he said, we are going through a lot already, and having these campers is it going to be more detrimental? Like, we we, our staff are not trained to work with them through this stuff. Like that's just not our training and we want them to be at camp, but is it going to do more harm than good to have them stay? Right. Um, so we ended up sending two of the five boys home. Yeah. Um, like I said, for my interactions with them, I knew one boy admitted to pouring the water on the cabin leader. He was very proud of it. He's like, yeah, I did it. Um, <laughs> and then, one of the five, he was, Kids. he didn't do anything wrong. Like he was very well behaved. Two of them, you could tell just kind of like would get egged on by the others and then would join in, but they weren't the instigators. But two of the boys were like, they're the ones kind of starting things. Right. So we made the call to send them home and we um, went and told them right away. And we told the cabin leader what was happening. And we combined that cabin with our other one. Cause they were now smaller and they could all be together Um. And it was a really hard call, and it was tough to see these kids' reactions hearing that they're going home. Um, and did the, they
1: <clears throat> did they seem remorseful of the decision, or they're just more like, "Fine, I'll go home." Um,
2: one of them, he was very angry, and he yeah. was oh. yelling and swearing about it. Um, the other one was just like, eh, whatever. I'm too cool for this kind of thing." Um, Man, but it it was it's something I still struggle with think- because, like, these yeah. are both. I mean, they're all kids of color. And I question myself and I say, would we have had the same reaction if they weren't like Mm -hmm. we would have, would we have reacted in the same way? Mm. Um, And part of it is their history the year before, Mm -hmm. like fists being thrown. We had to be more alert for it. I don't know. I'd ever had other campers actually throw punches. I've had them get violent and get near there, but I've never had punches thrown. So, um, but that's also like, that's part of their community is they are more expressive physically. And that's how they show their emotions is through physical actions, not through words really. So Mm -hmm. I struggle with it. And I, if anyone listening is kind of experienced something similar, like it's hard, it's a hard space to walk in. And I don't know if what we did was right. Um, I do know that after they left the whole week improved the rest of the Mm -hmm. cabin, like their attitudes improved their yeah. behavior improved. Like it wasn't perfect. There was still swearing. There was still some physical, <laughs> um, violence things. Not, yeah. not as aggressive, but it was just how they were showing, uh, right. interactions with each other so they would get physical, but <laughs> it was hard. So, well, that,
1: well and, and I yeah. hope, I hope everyone listening understands the, the difficult decisions that come with being a program director. It's not, just about being the counselor to the counselors um mm-hmm. and jeff for what for what it's worth i think you made the right call especially given the extra details of like they've they've had their warnings yeah. um <laughs> and the youth director already saying like they've been told already i think the opportunities were given and and i'm going to speak to your camp and the camps we ran specifically like there's the ministry aspect to that And so you want to be as graceful and forgiving and Mm -hmm. abiding as you can be. Um, But I think what you said nailed it. Like, the week improved. And hopefully, at some point, this is a learning experience. It might not be. It might be a notch on the belt for them. Yeah. But everyone listening, like, Jeff's position in this is just awful. And I guarantee it ruined his day. Oh, it totally did. (laughs) You know? And so... Jeff, thank you for doing that, or for being that person that has to make that call because not everyone can do that.
0: Wow. Yeah. It. <clears throat> it's never easy to tell somebody no when it comes to camp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jeff, for sharing. Yeah. Um, I,
2: I will add, um, when the two boys are leaving, I hung out with them for a while. Um, I opened up our camp store for them. I was trying to, like go out of my way to show that I still value them. And then, and I I talked to them. I said, I want you guys to know, like, I'm not upset with you. I'm not angry with you. Like you guys made a mistake. I hope you see that. And I want you to come back. I want you guys to come back next year. I want you to experience camp. This isn't a leave and never come back sort of thing. It's Mm -hmm. you need to take responsibility for your actions. And the youth director helped echo that as well. Um, he was really good kind of talking to them and help calming them down.
0: Um, yeah. How how did you how did you debrief with your staff later on? Ooh, good I mean, question. It's not it's not just the kid and you going through that. Yeah, you, you know, it's how did your staff take it? I think personally, I I have had a camper who had to go home in the middle of the week when I was a, a counselor,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think I felt defeated from that. Where they're similar feelings where what, what what was it like yeah honestly
2: afterwards? not not really as much um the, like i said their cabin leader he had them the year before when the fight happened so mm-hmm. he he felt the improvement after they left and was just so thankful that the week was mm-hmm. able to turn around and that the rest of the kids um because the two boys that left one of them was there the year before one was not one was a new camper mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the rest of the boys from that church a lot of them had been there the year before and they didn't have a great experience. At the end of the week, he asked them, like, how did this compare? And they all said it was better than the year before. Yeah, so that's good. I think we debriefed with the staff. We just asked how they were feeling um, about the whole situation. Really, it was very minimal. Were involved in it. Like It was just mm. that cabin leader, us on the program staff, and then the cabin they joined up with were involved.
0: Right. Um, well, right. and it, it might even be one of those situations where It just speaks for itself. Like you know, what was going on, and you know what improved afterwards, and maybe you don't need a debrief.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Good. Thank you, Jeff. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff.
2: We're getting the heavy stuff. Last week, this week, like let's get deep.
1: Pressure's on, Aaron. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is Um, the story of how he dressed up like a cow. Well, if you. I am intrigued. (laughs) I definitely made that up. It's not real.
0: speaking of making things up, uh, we've reached the next portion of our uh, (laughs) of our podcast where John continues to make up lies about his two co hosts. So I don't know if you know this, but fun fact about Jeff: his glasses were actually made by Neil Armstrong himself um, when he. That's a fact. Spun out on his bike so fast on the sand that he created glass.
1: Oh my god! You can see your son- and, that, uh, tire marks they, on there. They
0: were carved out of that. Mm-hmm. Man, that and that's uh, and nice. I think I think we can all see Aaron's cup that's in his hand, uh, made by Thor, <laughs> the god himself. Um, this is mine too. But uh, yeah, nice. and that's it. That's the, uh, that's the, the second team. portion in the show where John lies. Thank you, everybody, for listening into this one time at summer camp. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at this number one time at summer camp. Right, what? Yeah, oh, no, 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 that's right. This number one time at summer camp at gmail.com. You got it. Uh, you can also find us on the Twitter and the Facebook. <laughs>
1: we don't tweet. Don't go there. Oh, back. we
0: don't tweet? No. Oh, Instagram. No, we don't have
1: Instagram. We're running the Instagram, John. Don't. (laughs) Facebook. Go to Facebook.
0: What do we have? Facebook.
2: (laughs) Facebook.
0: You can find us on Facebook.
2: And And, newly added in this week.
0: Oh. YouTube. (laughs) Oh, yeah. YouTube. Um, This is our second recorded video. Uh, You can see Aaron's lovely blonde what? shoulders you can see my <laughs> lovely face behind jeff uh and you can see my lovely face period um twice <laughs> <laughs> twice
2: they're looking at each Ooh. other
0: <laughs> wait which one's john oh what a, i get it my nose. all right um hey and if you've got a story to share um about a time uh, that it was very similar to Jeff's story, or any other stories that you've heard. Please write to us; we'd love to hear it, and we'd love to share it on the podcast for next week. Um, otherwise, um, email Aaron; he's going to send you a sticker with. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa! Only if you share a story.
1: No, no, no! You have to be a guest. You have to be a guest on the show for you to get a sticker.
0: Okay. Uh, You know how
1: hard this is. I'm still trying to figure out what to do about the goofy Mississippi River Swamp Rats episode. I don't know what to do about those.
0: That's a bumper sticker in itself. It really is. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, uh, Anyway, thank you everybody for coming. I am John. This is is Jeff. Say hi, Jeff.
2: Yeah, hi, Jeff.
0: Say bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. Say hi, Aaron.
2: Hi, Aaron. Oh, Oh, wait.
0: Say bye, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. All right. And you've just heard us talk. This is that one time, (laughs) this one time at summer camp. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Peace out. Listen one time summer camp